0: that up Welcome into Between the Pylons, I'm John Camacho And this is Jacob Waters And we have an awesome show for you guys today AFC East, we get to talk about my Dolphins and his bills my Josh Allen (laughs) My Josh Allen Man, it sucks that Josh Allen's so good He was my number one quarterback that year I wanted the Dolphins to trade up and get him And then my uh, division rivals go get him uh, at least we don't have another quarterback that I love that got drafted by a division rival this year.
1: Anyway, we're going to talk about all of it. <laughs> well, it's not like you have had to deal with a guy who got drafted and's been running yells division. Yeah, for twenty like, something years. Yeah, ahead. exactly. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, it's sad, like I look at the Dolphins. I would argue we probably have the worst quarterback right now. Uh,
1: well, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, just honestly, right off the bat, y'all are due. Y'all need the franchise guy mean. more. <laughs> it, well, I mean, are, are we really due? Like we no, had, Honestly, it's the Jets' turn.
0: It, the Jets and Bills have had it worse historically. Like we. Okay, the yeah. Dolphins. Like whatever. Past my lifetime, sure. I feel like I'm due. But but like we did have seventy two undefeated, we did have Dan Marino, yeah. and we didn't get we didn't get a dub. But we were great for I would years. Argue Buffalo's
1: had theirs though, with Jim Kelly losing yeah. four. Yes, losing sucks. four hurts but more
0: than losing one. The yeah. Jets,
1: other than Broadway Joe, and I will argue it till I'm blue in the face. I should not say this at the beginning of a pod because it might piss off an audience. Joe Namath is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh come on! St- have you seen it statistically? Who gives a shit? about You you gotta Whoa. talk
0: about the era too. That yes, that matters. The, the
1: era and legacy wise, I understand what Broadway he's a Joe. Le- yeah, he's did a legend, and, and at that time, legends go in with the his league. Personality, yeah. and how he carried himself. I get that. Statistically, I don't know if you've looked at it recently. It's a lot Never worse than what, it's it. a lot worse than what you would
0: think. All right, we're starting the pod this way. All right, we haven't That's even fine. got. All right, uh, Look up
1: Joe Namath Hall of Fame stats. And let's just let's just see what it looks like because it, it's not even that hot of a topic, honestly. There's a lot of people no, out there. No, it's no, not a
0: hot topic at all. There's, <laughs> there's
1: people who agree with me on it. Seriously. There's, oh,
0: I thought you were talking about for this pod right now that we're oh, starting
1: with us. No, yeah. there's. I'm sure there's Jets fans who would uh, uh, be very upset with me.
0: All time, twenty seven thousand yards, of uh, one hundred and seventy three touchdowns, t- two hundred and twenty interceptions. I get it, but that is a different NFL. It that is. is that is a different NFL where you were so like you didn't have you didn't have all the cute stuff that you have this like in this today's NFL you're throwing it up like you look at like a Phil Sims is a guy who who doesn't have awesome stats but was Super Bowl MVP as one of the greatest like Super Bowl performances ever. I think he's a guy who you could consider, along with his his broadcasting career, should probably be a Hall of Famer. He never will be because you'll compare his stats to yeah. stats of today, and it's just not even realistic. I, I just think it. that's that, fair I, to I, point.
1: I know, no, for sure, yeah. it, it totally is. It's just when you look at Joe Namath's stats and
0: yeah, I get it. Yeah, they that, don't. Really you know. <laughs> have to,
1: That's that's the argument. You have to tell yourself it was a different league. You can't go into it like that because his best season statistically was in '67, where he threw for four K. 26 touchdowns and 28 interceptions his highest passer rating ever was a 73.8
0: but 40k is <laughs> four four thousands. a lot of yards and 67 and 67 especially. like that because a they're lot. still looking
1: around like oh you can throw it?
0: holy shit that's a lot of yards that's a lot then.
1: that's really impressive was it that is. the year they won well I that's don't in, know. that's in 14 games that was
0: yeah that might have been, yeah i think it was yeah, that's crazy. Still, I didn't realize he still threw more interceptions than touchdowns that year. Um, yeah, he did it a lot. He Had you're 19, a, it's a 20, and seventy-two. Underwhelming.
1: I would argue. I get Joe Namath and Troy Aikman are the two Hall of Fame careers out there. Well, yeah. I thought
0: it, you're saying Troy Aikman, or, or I thought you were always against the Steelers, dude.
1: No, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. I would say I, I always thought uh, he deserved it I would too. Say say he you, did, I feel like He deserves something. it based on his accolades and okay. awards that he got. But when yeah. it comes to overall quarterback ability. I don't like old heads putting him on their Mount Rushmore of like top oh, five Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Terry yeah. Brooks is okay. not a top five quarterback. All right, yeah.
0: let, let's let's get back into it, guys. We have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about every single division in the AFC East. We're going to be talking about the uh, the over unders. We'll give you the BavadaSportsbook.com odds uh, and and you know talk about how what we think will we go under over what, wherever it is there. Uh, we're going to be talking about free agency, uh, the draft, all of it, setting you up for the NFL season every team in the AFC East. Let's, let's go ahead and get started. Let You want to start with the Buffalo Bills here? Yeah, Your team, so, yeah. I'll give you a minute. Um, the Buffalo Bills are a, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you start it off. I'll, I'll get everything set up here. No, right here. Uh,
1: I'm, I've always been high on Buffalo. I've always been high on Josh Allen. I've had to eat a lot of crow defending Josh Allen at times, and I'm glad to see the type of step up that he had last year. And I know you have some stats that go into a little bit more. He had a, a step that I wouldn't. You can't even call it a step. It was. Historic. It was. It was historic yeah. to think of the breakthrough that Josh Allen had from going to average, below average at times to true elite. Now I think he's a, the top paid quarterback in the NFL. I think whenever is no coach,
0: outside of Mahomes. Outside is. of Mahomes, yeah. he's right there. So nobody's going to be. Josh, Mahomes for a Josh Allen years. got
1: re-upped, as he should though, and I would say overall for the Bills and looking forward, it's did they address the areas of their weakness? that can help them get to the Super Bowl. Because I know what Josh Allen is. I know what Stephon Diggs is capable of. I know that they have a very, very above-average adept depth secondary yeah. and some solid pieces up there. But can they effectively run the ball late in games? Yeah. That's how you close out these games. That's how you take the ball out of the gunslinger's hands at times. And he doesn't have to play the hero ball mm-hmm. in order to win it. So a good run game can benefit Josh Allen in ways that I think we haven't seen yet. You know, yeah. Josh Allen doesn't have to do that. Can the defensive line get an effective pass rush? They have to be able to do that. They did not have a guy record over six sacks last year. I know that for sure. I don't I think it's even lower than that mm-hmm. off the top of my head. I thought it was like three or four, but I'm I'll I'll say six because I know I'm right on that one. They have to be able to get uh pressure on the quarterback, gotta get off the field, and they gotta get a run game. They gotta yeah. be able to eat some clock.
0: Yeah, so so let's talk Josh Allen for a second. You mentioned I have a last stats. I'm not going to bore you with just literally like every stat that shows his jump from uh, from last year to this year. I'll give you one just just to, to sum it all up. Josh Allen went from 30.9% adjusted completion percentage on 20-plus yard throws in 2019 all the way up to 47.2% last year. That is the biggest jump that we've seen since this stat has uh, been, been uh, taken or been uh, recorded. Uh, and, and when I say every single statistical way that you can judge a quarterback, he he jumped up leaps and bounds every single one. There is not – there it, just, it was ridiculous. It was historic. It was amazing. And it's something that, you know, people that really watch the games, us, we, you know, I'm, like I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but, like, it's something that, like, we called and and literally I remember like because I'm a stats guy too especially this time of year I'm always researching and stuff like that I remember this time of year when I started to go hey I, I've, I've read all the stats on uh, on Josh Allen I'm a little scared now mm-hmm. and you know it was that time of the year where it's like oh I forgot what he looked like I forgot like oh he's so close you could tell when you watch him on the field and I feel like you know you nailed it I feel like I nailed it too but you didn't lose faith like I did so I'm gonna give you the whole dub uh and, and yeah it's it's nice it's to nice to know we're not completely idiots when we talk about certain it was, it things. It was
1: hard for a while there, though, to yeah. defend Josh Allen for... I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. Like you, yeah. there, there were people saying that he was already one more year, time to move on, and in that year, that's what I'm saying. He didn't just solidify, oh, okay, he can play in the NFL. He is becoming the yeah. NFL now. He is, I would say... One season away from being this cemented top five quarterback now.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think already he is. He was For me, in my top rankings. To bottom. He's top.
1: He's top yeah, five right I now. Believe but I believe he was like, in my rankings. Yeah. To cement himself. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I absolutely agree. And I think everyone. It's it's a. It really was amazing. It just it just was, and it's awesome. And hopefully, we have a quarterback somewhere in the NFL do have the exact same type of thing where we go from not really thinking about him as anything more than anything, and uh, to now we think about Josh Allen as second highest paid quarterback. All of these things. Uh, but let's let's move on. Uh, you mentioned the defensive line. Uh, I think that's a really good segue into the draft, which is not usually the uh, the route we go with these videos as far as uh, as far as order, but that's okay. Uh, their first two round picks they got younger at defensive line, right? Uh, Gregory Rousseau, first round, thirtieth pick out of Miami, and then Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. Listen, I'll be honest. If you you watch my draft coverage, I'm obviously a big draft guy. Wasn't the biggest Gregory Rousseau fan. This was exactly where I thought he would go, though. Yes, this, this was the range. This I thought where he, he was. Go, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was is late first and really like, usually you say late first, early second. I didn't want him to go early second. I, I thought early second was gonna be a bad team that was gonna misuse him. I wanted him to go late first to a team like the Bills that can that can uh, groom him to be to play the type of uh, yes. the type of defensive end that he needs to be. He's long, lengthy, not quite as like twitchy, explosive as you know some of the the top end talent that you see coming at D ends out of college. Like not like the traditional defensive end that you know gets a lot of praise, but this is the dude. I, I'm very excited for him. And then Carlos Bastrom Jr. to boot, a guy I really liked coming out, and I think again went right right in his range.
1: Yeah, you know, all, all of those guys. Uh, Basham, I think going in, in round two, right there, is a big pickup. I think that's a guy who can be in a rotational defense yeah. early on and often. Rousseau, you're hoping that he can really start to take the uh, the number one reps and go. And when it comes to the preseason, I saw Rousseau's reps and they Looks faced good. the Lions. He, had, he took uh, on What, Panet. a sack and a half, I think? Yeah, yeah. He, he took Panay on one-on-one and got yeah, that sack, won too. That. Yeah, he so, won I mean, that rep, too. You know, and we know how highly touted Panay was mm-hmm. as a guy, so if Rousseau can just get, get going, get things going, it's a defensive line where they have tried to address it early mm-hmm. and often a lot. We've seen that with Ed Oliver. We have yet to see Ed Oliver really take the step that he was supposed to on that. And I, I know it's hard with interior defensive linemen to really do that mm-hmm. and be that disruptive, but Ed Oliver was supposed to be that.
0: Yeah, no, he absolutely yeah, that, was. And, he and, was. And, and you know, the, the expectation is he'll he'll develop. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. It does feel like they, they've invested heavily in the defensive line in, in the draft for multiple years now, and we've had some misses, and, and you, you just hope that the future looks bright for these guys. You just never you never really know stuff like that.
1: That's why I mentioned their weaknesses having to get better because we know the Bills are going to be a good team. Yeah. We know that they're atop the AFC in one of those – you know, competitors, but in order to dethrone the Chiefs, in order to get past the, maybe the Browns in one of those late playoff games or mm-hmm. the Ravens. Any of those guys, they're going to have to address their weaknesses and get mm-hmm. better in those areas. Because if not, there's a formula on how to beat you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I want to apologize if uh, that my dog barking is being picked up in the audio. That's uh, nothing I can do about that right now. It's okay. <laughs> I, think, I think the trash man's here, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, no, I 1000% agree. Uh, working back to uh, the weaknesses, I think there's really two weaknesses on this football team. We talked about defensive line, running games, the other one. You, you look at the uh, running backs for the Bills, they only uh, average. 3.9 yards per carry with a 42% success rate on those runs, and that's specifically just the running backs. That takes away the, the Josh Allen uh, factor. Josh Allen makes their running stats as a whole, as a football team, look a lot better, but the running backs did struggle. They were they were not super impressive. Zach Moss and, uh, and, and Singletary both, I mean, really, it felt like Zach Moss was maybe the better runner, but I, I think it was close either way, and, and there were certainly some issues there. What's your opinion there?
1: I mean, that was the big problem is that I don't think that they could identify a high hot hand and really feed the hot hand because none of them got going. Yeah. It was it was only running the ball just to I think check the box and say we at least tried to commit to the run game to balance yeah. our passing attack. And,
0: and I mean just to, just yeah, to, you know to bounce off of that, I mean you look at like specific games like the Seahawks game, they didn't run the ball. They, they literally said, okay, we're not going to run the ball. Your, your defense is so bad at, at stopping the pass. We're just going to throw it. I think yeah. they ran the ball like four times that game. It was like something ridiculous, whatever it yeah, was. they didn't have to. And, and they did do a really good job of throwing the ball on first down a lot, lot more, which is it's really good when you don't have a good run game not to waste it down by getting two yards on first down, put you yourself in second and eight. And eight. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, sorry, I'll let you keep going, but I thought no, that was interesting.
1: Um, I going forward, I guess from what I'm hearing the buzz around uh, Bill's training camp And the fantasy news And all the uh, People trying to find The little hot takey thing mm-hmm. Is it Zach Moss season I've heard a lot See I've
0: seen my, my, I've, heard, my I've f- heard Zach Moss season Okay so we're different on that My fear is the The hamstring injury yeah, the hamstring injury is what scares me with Zach Moss. He, he's had some injuries there, and you never know how serious that is. I, I think I think Singletary would be my bet if I had to take one. So let me. Um, ask you so this. I'm not gonna
1: touch either. Let, one.
0: let me ask you this: if there was a Bavada odds thing where you could take one or the other to get more yards on the season, who would you take?
1: Who, based off of my past and what I do, would be Devin Singletary. Because I believe in Devin Singletary, the runner. Mm -hmm. I like his quickness. I like his athleticism. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really drawn to Zach Moss coming out of college as much as I was Mm -hmm. like a Devin Singletary type build for that offense and that scheme as a whole. Yeah. But looking at the stuff that I've heard, and I just think that they're trying to transition. Listen, Devin Singletary, they didn't invest a lot in in the draft. Was he a third-round pick?
0: Yeah, but Zach Moss is about the same. Yeah, exactly. He's the Exactly. Zach fourth Moss round pick, is
1: yeah. one, the one year younger. The try, you know, I mean, you go know yeah. another two seasons or so. Is Devin Singletary going to be on that roster at, the, not. at this current rate? No. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're really going to try to feed Zach Moss and see what they have in him and see what, yeah. I, I think Zag takes the first snap, the first handoff of the year.
0: Really? Okay, Zach see, I, I I wouldn't bet on that one way or the other. I wouldn't, I don't know what to expect there. I, I think it's going to be a hot hand thing, and I'm like you, I'm going to take the te- the guy that I believe is more talented based on my pre-draft assessment, uh, but I will say, like I mentioned it when, when I kind of brought up the running backs, Zagmos looked a little better to me last year, and I, I don't know if, you know, I don't know what's the tribute, but it was close. Landmark. Yeah, and that that is the big thing. That is the huge thing to be honest with you is that uh is that Zach Moss gets the goal line work and, and Singletary doesn't so from a fantasy standpoint yeah Zach Moss might be the better bet just because you know you're getting uh, some some type of of uh, at least if there's uh, a know, touchdown upside yeah exactly some type of touchdown upside there uh, let's let's take a step back and and go a little bit broad because I want to talk about how good this offense really was for a minute yep. right because you know we talk about the running game hey it does if you can't if you can run the ball, that's great. It's awesome. It's good to be able to run the ball. It's really important to be able to pass the ball. That's what they did so efficiently, so well. Here's a couple of stats that, that shows that. Uh, only They only punted the ball 42 times all year. That was the second fewest all time in a 16-game season. That the only impressive. team to do it, I think, was the 2012 pa- uh, Patriots, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I didn't write it down. I think it was the 2012 Patriots. What I do know is that they gained 20 or more first downs on in en- every game of the season and they are definitely the only team to do that. Uh, uh, The only other team to ever do that was the 2012 Patriots. That's ridiculous. Uh, Those are are ridiculous stats just showing your offensive uh, efficiency, right? I mean, just like that... (laughs) <laughs> that's important, and that's that's really really you know impressive, and that's something that I would also assume probably drops back to the mean, right? Yeah, like the 2013 Pats didn't do the same thing. You know, no, there was yeah because so, when you
1: set a bar that high,
0: you, you're not going to no. hit that again. So I would I would expect a little bit of regression from both uh, both Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs. Those would be the two guys fantasy wise that I would yeah. look at and be like, okay, they're not going to do what they did last year. They're still going to be great, and I wouldn't be you know shocked if they're awesome and and are great fantasy assets. Maybe maybe take a you know step back from the expectations that they put up for this year. Uh, I will say you know just back to what we were talking about with uh, w- with the the bills and gambling. You know if you're on Bovada and you're taking and you're asking them to cover the spread. uh, Over the past four years, a Sean uh, McDermott-led team has covered the spread sixty percent of the time. Last year was uh, they covered the spread fifty seven point six percent of the time, which is really good. Like I mean, that's making you money. Exactly, that is making you money. You bet on them to cover the spread all year; you're going to win money at the end of the year. So that's uh, that's a pretty cool stat. I thought. Uh, That's that's all. (laughs) How far how far
1: do you see this team getting at the end of the day? Like big I, picture.
0: Yeah, I don't see them getting as the Chiefs. I, I I mentioned it at some but point. But they in the can they can
1: be there again though. Like they can.
0: Yeah, I think I it, think it's, it could be.
1: Is this a? That's what I'm saying. Like bigger picture. How wide is the window? Is this going to be the way that we view Mahomes and the Chiefs? Is with Josh Allen and the Bills, is Allen good enough to always keep the Bills competitive? as Mahomes? I, I know it's yes. not in the same realm as Mahomes because you know he is far and above. Yeah, but I would say I would
0: say if you're talking about stratospheres, you know Mahomes is a one and and yeah, Josh Allen is, is the one be right, under right under it. I would the Steelers feel
1: like. or is, is he going to be <laughs> Drew Brees to the Saints? Is he going yes. to be Philip Rivers? The chart the the yes. constant gear in year yes. out,
0: constant you you, you yeah. are you are competing and if you're on the right team. I, I think Big Ben to the Steelers is the perfect example where I think like it, it to me it feels like he's the guy who gets probably two rings in his career, uh, is just competitive every but year. Constantly plays a game. team. And honestly I think Sean McDermott's gonna be there for a long time. I, I think they they have the right stuff in the front office and, and everywhere. And I, I do expect them to be competitive year in and year out and this year specifically. Yeah, I, I look at them as a team that I don't know I like I, I would say I don't think they got marketably better. Like, like just looking at their roster as a whole you know you're, you're relying on some young guys in the defensive line to really put in work you're relying on a young offensive line and that like that should be noted this last year was a fairly young offensive he line was. overall to get better and run blocking and, and you know to help out your team a little bit but they were great pass blockers and that's really what they wanted to do and you know Josh Allen was you know fairly you know if he was getting pressured I would say more often than not it was because he was holding the ball on a little too long waiting for a deep pass or something and then he makes a play anyway yeah. so it didn't matter uh, but but, yeah, I, I, I expect this team to be competing with some of the top. I, I, I look at the Browns as a team that should be up there. I, I look at the Ravens, obviously, and then it, it is the Bills, and then Chiefs are at the top of the mountain right now, obviously in the AFC specifically. Of course, but
1: but that's, that's how I just wanted to word it, though, is that yeah. I think the Bills have the answer. And that they are going to be relevant for a long time with Josh Allen at the helm.
0: Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. Let's uh, we we kind of already mentioned draft. I, I know, so so we're good there. Uh, let's go to their free agency real quick and and just kind of talk about what they did in that because it wasn't there wasn't a lot of stuff, but there were a couple moves that I certainly think are are worth mentioning, and that's why I listen, that's why I say, uh, you know, I'm I we we just recorded just to peel back the curtain. We just recorded the the uh, the. Uh, NFC South, right? And we talked about the Buccaneers, and I I mentioned, you know, if you, usually in the NFL, if you don't get better, you get worse, right? And I was talking about how they brought everybody about, so they technically didn't get better. Um, And, you know, that was kind of a a He's silly thing to, to say, you know, with the uh, with the Bills, obviously, but with or excuse me, with the Bucks, but with the Bills, I do think it's fair because the Bills didn't win the Super Bowl last year. I, I don't think they got better. I, I really don't. You lose John Brown, you replace him with Emmanuel Sanders. You owe a shot because before the uh, before the, Man, this video, we yeah, uh, we, you were betting. We were we were saying how old Emmanuel Sanders is. He said what twenty seven, twenty yeah. eight. I said thirty one. He's thirty four. By the way, um, I'm
1: glad that we. I'm glad that you said it though because it just clicked in my head who we were talking. Who I was talking about. Who were you're talking about Brandon Cooks?
0: Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is on. Okay, and also he's been on a lot Saints, of teams.
1: Also bounced. Yeah, so yeah, that, bounced around from a lot hand, of teams. I, like, I see but, how you yeah. got there, Brandon Cooks.
0: That's what it was. Because Brandon bet, he, Cooks is twenty eight. He bet confidently too. So I got nervous when I was I knew, looking because I knew that I had seen it. <laughs> yeah. I knew that I had seen somewhere that <laughs> but, this guy. But I was like, was that? But I was in there thinking, I was like, well, he was with the Steelers. It seems like ten years ago. Emmanuel Sanders was not 16. Yeah, exactly. There's no way he's not over thirty. Yeah, he's thirty four. You're replacing the John Brown I, I don't know what we're getting. like there's a reason he was on four teams in 3 years right like traded from the from the Broncos to He's the, the to the 49ers 49ers to Steelers up. and then now the Bills yeah and, and last year I'll give him injuries but like at the, at his age I'm expecting injuries I am I'm sorry like that's how it goes so I do think you have a hole there a hole that I think can be filled Gabriel Davis, I like tied Gabriel Davis for second among all rookies last year with seven touchdowns, 17.1 yards per reception. Not bad. I, I like Gabriel Davis a lot, it's too. A he's a sneaky fantasy dude. target. Yeah. If you're in a deep league. Yeah, he's a dude, and we, we are in one. I, th- I absolutely agree. He's a guy that I, I certainly have circled for, for I like uh, Gabe Davis. some value there. Yeah, I, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, yeah, so wide receiver, I, I think there's questions if you don't believe in Gabriel Davis, because I, I don't believe in Manuel Sanders, and I think it's fair to say, if you've been f- paying attention to the NFL the past couple of years, it's fair to say you don't believe in Emmanuel Sanders at this point. Like I, I hope, I-, I don't mean to be disrespectful. He had a I think great Cole, career. Cole
1: Beasley is borderline, not not elite, but he is a borderline like. He's a great slot.
0: I think yeah, that's the best a, way to a put really it. Really
1: good wide receiver, but yeah. Josh Allen can make his game great too.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he 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 elevated uh, Beasley for sure, and Josh Allen can elevate whoever's there probably yeah. at this point.
1: That's why I think Josh Allen is good enough to overcome yeah. a wide receiver three issue, if yeah. maybe.
0: But but is it fair to say though, just looking at this at this graphic with their additions, their lot, you know, all this didn't really add anybody of uh, market. Uh, you know, there's not a big name really. Didn't lose anybody but feels like they stayed the same. Uh, You know, they brought back, uh, Milano and Andre Smith. So they, it feels like their, their front seven in general is kind of old. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm worried about that a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of guys over 30 on that front seven. Uh, Is there, is there, is it fair for me to say, I do expect maybe a, a tick down from what we saw last year. And last year was awesome. And then you can still be very competitive with the tick down from what they did last year. I
1: don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say a tick down A tick down is still very competitive for sure. I think Bavada has them at, uh, 12 wins. Mm -hmm. Is that right? So, I mean, at 12 wins, I'm going to take the over.
0: 11 wins, actually.
1: I I would, yeah, I would take the over. Yeah. I, I think that they're due for that. I think last year, what, they got 13 in? Yeah, I put them right at thirteen again. Yeah, I, I had them. At, I had them at twelve. I guess.
0: Yeah, like I had base, them at thirteen. But. So yeah, I guess as I'm talking about this, because I, I do have them being a great football team, but I, I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting out that there's a little there's a little bit of skepticism from a staleness standpoint. I guess from you know just I, I've, we've yeah, watched football I, I, long I, I enough view to staleness know.
1: Staleness in the same kind of light though that like I'm looking at this Buffalo Bills wide receiver room. And I know Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, I, I know it's hard to make that comparison. Trust me, Aaron Rodgers is one of the goats. Yeah, they both can do time. ridiculous
0: things with the right arm. I and mean, and, and
1: I, I think that we don't punish Aaron Rodgers. We punish the Packers as a whole, but regardless of who they have in that wide receiver room, I still think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get it done. I think jo- I'm confident putting Josh in Allen, Allen.
0: You know what? If we talk I'm about confident, it,
1: confident in Josh Allen doing
0: it. And yes. it's fair because I did just put him as a top five quarterback, and, and if I'm doing that, I should That's have that same level so of confidence. If we're, if we're confident right. in doing that, right.
1: I'm not going to punish as I wouldn't punish Aaron Rodgers for having what Valdez Scantling or yeah. Lazard or whoever the hell it is yeah. for his wide receiver three? Yeah, I, I'm not is. gonna you know I'm not gonna punish not, Josh yeah, Allen. It's in the still Stephon
0: Diggs. It's still the Bills. It's still Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, that's all I have on the Bills. You don't want to go anywhere else? I'm good. Get make some bold predictions. Super Bowl winner anything like that? Uh,
1: no. I, I my my Super Bowl is the Rams and Chiefs. Okay. That's my. But I, I do think three Buff-
0: years in a row with the Chiefs. You don't think they have they have a step back? No. I think I'm they're not, gonna, I don't think they do either. But I think I'm they're just gonna curious. Yeah. It feels, feels like it's inevitable, doesn't it? Uh, let's move on to my Miami Dolphins. Give me your hot take. It's, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I feel like I'm a little bit lower on the yeah, Dolphins um, now than I was early off hot season. Hot take on the Miami me, Dolphins. You don't have to give me a hot take, but just no, give me. No, there, there is no your,
1: hot take. Uh, I would just say how, in my head and your head as well, how the Dolphins have slowly been trending down. Because... At the end of Without playing any games, too. That's that's, the funny part. That's the worst part, is that, and, and there haven't been a lot of narratives come out other than just, I think, the staleness in my head of what Tua might not be, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. It's not Certainly fair not. to hold him up to the litmus test, because it hasn't even been performed yet. Yeah, It hasn't. We had a small sample size, and at that, sure, we yeah. didn't see yeah. the arm talent that we would wanted to. We didn't see the uh, NFL mind going to quick reads right away. That's okay, though. We just got done talking about a guy in Josh Allen, who it took two years to even Three. start. Three, yeah. It was yeah. third on fourth years where we saw that big jump. Yeah, We shouldn't just throw a guy out. I think it hurts Tua more, though, that he had Burrow and Herbert in the class, and we saw Burroughs flash. We know Herbert's flash. It's hard to be yeah. held up to that standard. And it,
0: it was it was tough as a Dolphins fan because I remember when they when they started Tua, you know, at the surprise start over Fitz, Magic, who was doing well and felt like he he had that team. Yeah. they you know, put Tua in after the uh, after the break. And I think just the worst part, Brian Flores should have let uh, Fitzpatrick know from the beginning, hey, the plan is to put him in after after the uh, the buy. Like that yeah, was the plan from all along. I think that's the only mistake he really made there. But uh, aside from that, I remember talking to you and it, we. I I might have mentioned on the podcast. I don't remember. But I I remember saying, How many times do we see three elite quarterbacks come out of one draft? You said it on here. And it was, it already felt at that point in the season, we saw two. Joe Burrow had flashed big time we knew we felt like we knew what he was and Herbert was just on a tear and we, we really feel like I feel like we already knew what that was yeah. and what that's going to be and then Tua just felt like it already you know just from a from a pre-job standpoint we knew the of those three the least physically talented as far as a right arm we we let's we Tua. didn't know that uh, well, so this is a lefty anyway exactly, so that's right uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so so there was certainly some fear there but what do the Dolphins do Let, let's let's get into uh, some of their biggest moves here, obviously, the move on move on from uh, Fitzpatrick to a time uh, they added speed at wide receiver. That was the biggest thing. Their their separation from wide receiver, and I'm gonna pull up my stats here. Yeah, their separation. Their their wide receivers were 32nd in separations from uh, at the from the wide receiver position. The wide receivers were getting no separation, and that had to be a huge culture shock because I don't know if you remember, but two was throwing to four first round uh, wide receivers. I mentioned that a whole lot uh, pre draft and got yelled at a lot for it. So I, I, you know, bring yeah. it up. And then yeah, he was throwing to four first-round wide receivers when it was all said and done. Now he's going to get to throw to one of them again. Jalen Waddle brought in a, a Will Fuller. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll fix it in post so you'll see Will Fuller, but it says Phil Fuller here, this um, which I wish that was his name. That, that's a better name. Um, but yeah, so so I think that's a, a positive uh, a positive gain. I feel like you know that that's going to add some speed. Uh, you know, you had Jakeen Grant there, which was some speed, but. He he really wasn't able to to create the kind of separation that you would like to see. Just a smaller guy, I think, got beat up off the line too much. Um, so that was good. You still have a great defense. You gave you gave Howard a, a little bit more money. I think it was it really wasn't much. It was like four and a half five million in incentives. And, yeah, and, for
1: for what that was a real quick tidbit. That was not worth the uh, threatening to trade holdout type scenario that yeah. it was versus what you had to give him. I bet like the Dolphins were like, oh my god, what's the number? And then he was like, I just want this much. And like, oh. <laughs>
0: okay. I actually think it went a different way. I think Howard realized, oh well, we're not going to trade you. We got two years left on your contract. It's a- almost unheard of for somebody to hold out after getting a big contract yeah, after two real. years. Like that's and not enough. Yeah, and it's like, okay, let's let's give you this for this year, and then give you the re raise next year. And yeah, I think no, that's, that's kind of where I they think, looked yeah, at. And, and and I think Howard also had to look. Okay, look at our look at where we're at. Uh, you know, financially. Next year we have a shit ton of money. We can we can give you money next year. We don't have a whole lot this year. So I, I think that was part yeah, of it. That's but the but thing. certainly, I, yeah. As a Dolphins fan, I was. I
1: think he got upset s- because Byron came in and jumped him.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Byron got got paid more and, and ha- has been average. And Xavier is better. As, yeah. Xavier's. Um, Top five corner, I would yes. say. I don't think you're naming five corners that are better than them at this point, especially with last year's performance. He's just he's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I, I was pretty mad when when he wanted the resign because I was like, man, he's getting paid like a top 10 corner, which he is, and he's probably not getting paid exactly what he deserves, but he's getting paid real fucking close. And he had just gotten paid from the team that drafted him and the team that gave him the the contract, like yeah, the, chance bef- the place, really before yeah. he blew up. Like he really he he was great before, but he blew up this past year, and the Dolphins, you know, invested in him before that, so I just felt like it was kind of shitty, and then when it was only $5 million, uh, in incentives, like, okay. That's well, what I'm fuck saying. That's yeah. kind of like, <laughs> all
1: right then.
0: Hell yeah. So so that was interesting. Last thing, uh, we're doing co- offensive coordinators this year. So hired George Godsey and Eric uh, Studs, Studsville uh, to be, is that stud? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, as as co- offensive coordinators. Uh, not sure which one, you know, is the alpha in that room. I, I don't know, but I guess two heads are better than one. Uh, hopefully, if they're working Together well, they can they can take advantage of the analytics. They can take advantage of, of every aspect of play calling to get the most out of uh, out of your team week in and week out. I would say you know uh, Galey. I didn't like the hire last year. They hired him. He out, out of retirement. He was the guy who got the most out of Fitzpatrick uh, all those years ago in Buffalo. But you know, just was a, a fairly That's not old a head move. Though, yeah, yet. that was an old head move, and it just didn't really make any sense. On why would you bring like you're bringing him in for Fitzpatrick? Like you, you just drafted Tua or you're about to draft Tua yeah. at that point. So it's like, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, this move does make sense. Hire from within. Bring, bring in guys that understand the culture and what you want to do here. I'm excited. I, I, I am excited to see what the Dolphins are, but I, I am cautiously nervous and uh, how this is going to look. I, re- I really am.
1: I would I would be too. That's what I was saying overall how we've trended down and saying that man, the Dolphins have a, are looking at a Super Bowl window soon. Not at it, but yeah. like you can see it there. And I think it had to do with Deshaun Watson rumors. It had to do with maybe uh, acquiring an immediate superstar quarterback, knowing the pieces that you have around that, getting a guy like a Deshaun or Aaron Rodgers. Or, you know all the rumors that were yeah. going around or Russell. Oh,
0: yeah, and what are we talking about if if Deshaun is on the roster right now? Even even if he's they're, even they're if there. we're in the exact same spot and he we don't know if he's starting and all that. How They're how much Buffalo more optimism? All they gotten than Yeah, exactly. It, especially if you're starting, but even not. How much optimism do I have? How much optimism is there around this team as a whole? When you look at the roster, you look at you know the young players there. Man, oh, we just have to wait for Deshaun Watson to to be allowed to play, whatever yeah. you know, whatever that means. Oh, we're good then. You know, <laughs> like I—I I don't know. I think there'd there'd be a whole different conversation here than the one we're talking about. But let's let's take a step back. Let's look at what they did do in free agency as a whole. Um, you know, brought in Jacoby Brissett to be the backup. I, I think you know, solid backup quarterback move. Like he's he's been around. He's played, uh, and he originally was drafted by the Patriots. Same same organization that uh that we're we're pretty much the Patriots of the South at this point. We got all their yeah, guys, so, no, for, mean, real, for real. I mean, really, especially with uh, the way that you build the team too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exact same way. Uh, brought in you know, brought in, uh, an Adam Butler, a D tackle. Nothing nothing major. Uh, traded a Shaq Lawson. I uh, traded him for Benardrick McKinney. Basically got more of a stand up guy versus a Shaq Lawson who was a rotational defensive end and was just yeah. getting way overpaid. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, again, another guy who's who's a good player but getting overpaid for, for really what he produced. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, unfortunate. Devin Godshaw, I really wanted to bring him back. He's a really God good Shaw DT. Was good. Yeah, he's a good D tackle. He only played five games last year, but as a whole, this is, I think, I think his seventh-round pick, sixth-round pick, something like that, who really hit, and now he's with the Patriots, and that makes me sad. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's what they did. Um, let's move over to – do you have anywhere else you want to go with this on this? No, no, I think it's I good. Don't, I don't feel like I'm talking too much. Um, draft. There's a lot to talk about with this draft. I mean, the amount of picks they had in the top 100, mm-hmm. really all their picks. I mean, they, they had five picks in the top 100, and that was their draft, and and that's a pretty good feeling to have. Grabbed a Jalen Waddle at six, which, uh, you know, good move, I guess. Right,
1: I know. For, I know for you and me both. We were thinking Panay. Yeah. Um, and but you know, looking back now, if you have Tua and you want Tua to be the guy, go get the teammate. Go get the the guy that he has camaraderie with and hopefully he can just form this connection and waddle on his first opening punt return already looked electric
0: no waddle is awesome and and i'm very excited i I think my whole thing and just looking at this draft class as a whole uh, my whole thing was i thought panay and a rondell moore in the second would be better than a jalen waddle and a liam eckenberg overall so that's what that's what the the top end
1: tackle versus the wide receiver depth yeah i'm i'm a flip-flop yeah so so
0: that's where i'm at but if liam eckenberg ends up being we traded up for him if he ends up being the guy, you know, I have no issues with
1: that. And yeah. you know, he starts, All and then we got Jalen Waddle, exactly. exactly.
0: But we got one of my my favorite defensive player in the class. Like, if you took away injuries, he was my number one defensive guy, Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I mean, just a, an absolute. Uh, amazing athlete. I think truly deserved to be in that kind of conversation for elite uh, physical talent and physical ability to get to the quarterback. Has injury concerns though, so so that's why he fell to 18. Javon Holland's going to be one of those do-it-all DBs and Dolphins I mean I, I think you can expect this defense runs through its uh its its backfield they want to they want to trick you they want to do a lot of different things and they want the crux of doing all those different things to be we have lockdown corners and you don't and and your receivers yeah. are not going to get open you immediately don't have the anyway. time to
1: do it versus exactly. our exactly uh, Advanced strategic blitz. Exactly. So I yet. think
0: you know we saw we drafted we, we drafted Noah Noah Igbenogany in the first last year late first. we're drafting Javon Holland essentially same range. You know five six picks. The later. guys scream
1: prototype to me. Like exactly. The, so so raw.
0: I think you're going to see that from the Dolphins every year. They're going to draft a DB at some point every year in the draft because that's that's just what they do and they're they're going to want to have depth on the, at that position. That's that's the crux of their defense. Talked about uh, E.M. Eckenberg. Hunter Long. Not going to get a lot of production. Got Was hurt already. Hunter Long. Pick. And he got hurt. So so we're not going to get really any production out of him. But uh, tight end is very important in that Patriots offense, and it also is for the Dolphins. So it makes sense they wanted to add another guy opposite, uh, a uh, Gasecki, who's really just your move yeah. tight end type of guy. So, yeah, I think a good draft overall. And really the only other thing that's worth talking about with this draft is that trade that, that they made with the 49ers and, and what that means for the Dolphins' future as a whole.
1: Yeah, because uh, you, you still have – a lot of rewards to get to you're reaping from that going forward
0: yeah we we moved on i mean we we basically have an extra first round pick in the 2023 draft we we only have one first round pick in the 2022 draft and it's the 49ers so we need them to suck this year uh but we did also get a 2022 third as well so yeah we just got even more assets from a pick and you know, I, I mentioned it when we made the trade. There's there's two op- there was two possibilities, right? We either felt good enough about the top three non quarterbacks and we didn't really care which one we got, or there was a a wild card guy that they wanted that they wanted to make sure they could get and also gain extra value. Yes. It ended up being the second option.
1: That's that's what I thought it was too. Yeah. That that you you knew that the guy that you wanted was gonna be there, so you wanted to get more assets that you could mm-hmm. just to make the same transaction you would anyways. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think I think I don't think it's a bad move. Um Honestly, the only thing that I was going to add about y'all's draft in general, and it would be just a way to get some money in your pocket, is Jalen Phillips, uh, defensive rookie of the year on Bavada. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, it pops to me. It really does. Yeah, you see it come a lot of times from this, that defensive line position. It was and TJ
0: Watt a couple of years if, and if you ago, think right? About yeah. Production overall. There's not – and this year, like, it feels like the past couple of years there's been that one guy at the at the top of the draft that everybody knew was going to be the guy. Yeah. This year, there's not. It's kind of a – you know, it, it could be anybody. And, yeah, I think I, – I love that. I think Jalen – I think uh, he has a good chance. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but I, I certainly would not count him out to be very, very productive. He's the only true defensive end that we have in Jalen That's, Phillips, that's right? why I like it, though, is yeah. because he's
1: not – it doesn't pop off like – Sertan or J.C. Horn mm-hmm. a lot of these and it, it's hard for a corner to get it it yeah. really is oh, for sure. but when you look at some of those other names that, that's up there um, Micah Parsons is mm-hmm. one of them you know those are the guys who are up there cementing like the plus 600 plus 700 blah 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 odds mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips is kind of down there like plus 1800 yeah that's a good bang for your buck bet with a guy that I know if he is healthy what he can do on the field
0: yeah I, I absolutely agree and and yeah I, I, I love that and just especially with what the Dolphins do I mean we're always like we have that little amoeba defense in the front seven where you never know who's rushing, you never know who's coming, and it, it opens up opportunities for guys like Jalen Phillips where you probably know he's rushing. Like he's rushing the passer. He's your he's your classic D-end rush, you know, pass rusher type. Yeah, guy. exactly. Uh, and I
1: think if this if if y'all are to read the rewards of Sacks they're going to go to jail in fill
0: Yeah, a lot of, lot of times. times it's certainly going to get a lot of half sacks. Like <laughs> I, yeah. th- I would expect that as well. All right, uh, anywhere else you want to go with the Dolphins? Can you talk me off a, off a ledge with thinking that I'm too low at eight and nine? When we just look at I our, thought, our, I our know, overall I thought I thought you were going to hate
1: on me for going nine and eight. No, I, yeah. I'm
0: not. I'm really not. I I'm, I'm scared. I really am. I'm scared for. I think it's it's all about Tua. But like the other thing is, and I guess we didn't mention it, but I'll mention it now. You know, uh, the the two Tua, Tua was not good under pressure. Five point five yards per attempt. Thirty four. Uh, percent success rate, but also just in general, like the Dolphins were forced the most turnovers in the NFL. They were the first team since the 2012 Pats to get a takeaway in every single game That's of impressive. the season. That's very impressive, right? Defense ranked first How in third down conversion. Yeah, that was really good. I know there's a lot of stats that went back to Jesus. the 2012 Pats. Yeah. Um, the, their defense ranked first in third down conversions over expected rate, right? Ex- meaning stopping them. Their defense was good, but but they did allow a lot of yards they allowed a lot of uh rush yards and pass yards it was just points that they were stopping right they were getting turnovers it's they were they were right exactly break. And, and you know sometimes like especially turnovers those they they that regresses to the mean a whole lot so i i'm certainly nervous that the dolphin that the defense takes a step back just naturally because i don't expect Xavier howard to get 10 12 interceptions like he did this past year that's not a, a clip that you can expect every single year although i'm very hopeful well, and (laughs)
1: A lot of times when you see a cornerback blow it out of the water like you do, you'll see the stat— Exactly, yeah. tremendously go down. It happened to Sherm happened to Jalen Ramsey. It happened to Revis Island for a while. There were times that Revis Island only had like two or three interceptions on the year because guys just knew better. Just shut
0: them down, yeah, yeah. You
1: just don't even fuck with it.
0: Yeah, we good. <laughs> we go over you here. Can't get a
1: stat if you don't even throw that way. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think I think all those statements are fair. I, I think I, overall, yeah, I, I am nervous. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Obviously, I, I'm projecting us to have a losing season, which hurts me. But I, I always have to keep in mind this is second year of Revis. Build mode is that we're not supposed to be finished party, and that's what i would we're tell not. yourself
1: in in the grand scheme of things i don't think y'all are competing for a super bowl right now no um, well, I, I. Listen, no. No, they're, we're, they're, not. we're not. Y'all could be a low key dark horse team. Like I, I,
0: I think there's a, there is a position, there's a world where the Dolphins surprise everybody and they're an elite football team.
1: Yes, no, I, for I think sure. uh, there's and a talent that's why I'm on that saying roster. Y'all are a playoff team, and in saying that, if you're a playoff team, therefore you can be a Super Bowl team, because that yeah. means you're only a few good games away from making it there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when it comes to the big dogs of the AFC. I wouldn't even look at your whole season as that. Your main focal point of this season is to figure out what you have in Tua yeah. to see if you can see the flash. I don't even care if it happens as consistently as it should. We just got to see that game. You got to see that moment. You got to see that play. Every rookie has one. Every single player early on has one that it's like, okay, that's what we're going to cling to, though, because we know we can get that. Yeah, We need to see it.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, and I think that's a good uh, jumping-off point for the, uh, the Jets. Let's talk about the JETS Jets. Um, yeah, this is going to hurt my heart a little I bit. I should have known Namath. They're all gone. Oh, they're gone. This is going to hurt my heart because we're going to be very complimentary of their, their first round pick. Uh, really, I, I like their draft as a whole. They, they swung for the fences a little bit and I think hit. Um, I'll, I'll let you, you give me your raw reactions while I put everything out. I,
1: I think the Jets. It's God, I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I know when you put up the screen about the record, it's not going to indicate the things that I say. But keep in mind to people listening right now, I am holding the value of the future in the front of my mind talking about the Jets right now. Not as much as I am this exact season alone. I think the Jets have made a lot of slam dunk moves, though. Mm-hmm. I think they have paid the right positions. I think that they, they had to overspend in some areas, but in those areas that you need to overspend, it's things that are – You just have to rely on as a team. You have to get a good pass rush. Mm -hmm. I think you have to have at least one elite pass rusher. Personally, I believe that Carl Lawson can be that. I think that he can be the cornerstone for them. They have a C.J. Mosley who, in spite of him being hurt and then sitting out and whatnot, he is a good... Beyond good, he is an elite linebacker who can mm. really be the face of that defense and keep those young guys together and going and moving forward. Their offensive line, I think that they have had some of the best picks at that position. And a Macai Becton, who was a prototype raw project, looks like now he's more than just a starter. It looks like he can be the cornerstone for that <laughs> offensive line going yeah. forward. Elijah Vera Tucker, we got to see where that goes. But all in all, that he was regarded as the best guard in the class. Mm-hmm. They're able to bring him in. They revamped this wide receiver core, while also still having a very talented, underrated, keep in mind, Jameson Crowder. Very Very, underrated, who's been dealing, being the only guy for a long time and still putting up respectable numbers. You now have a Corey Davis, and you now have an Elijah Moore, who, trust me, I'm reaching on him early. I know you'll reach on him early. I know all of us will out there in the fantasy community, because you should. The quad injury scares me. it, it It does scare me, but the thing that... I can find solace in is knowing how often the other guys, colleagues in the league... How highly they talk of him
0: about yeah. him? Well, not only that, and it's like I said when he got drafted. Well, he he he's Debo he's Debo Sanders or Debo you Debo know Samuel Sam, yeah. Debo Samuel. Excuse me. He's he's that type of guy, and he's going into that offense. I mean, it's the Lafleur Lef- Shanahan style offense. Not going to be exactly, but it's it certainly there's certainly going to be connections to be made. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Let's just you know going you you kind of went big picture. I'm going to dive into what they did this year. Uh, and I left you and, talking
1: about your boys. Yeah, yeah, of course,
0: of uh, course. So they they. Uh, They did move on from Adam Gase. And let's just, can we just take a second to respect how bad Adam Gase was? Uh, In his five years as a head coach, uh, his teams were outscored by 544 points, trailed after the first quarter by 210 total points. 35 of his 48 losses were by double digits. 27 of his 32 wins were by one score. Wow. Wow.
1: He's bad.
0: Wow. I mean, it, you talk about a guy who he got five years because he coached Peyton Manning for one.
1: Yeah, that's that's literally what it was. He, he was riding off of Peyton Manning's endorsement in uh, cocktails. and cocktails.
0: And it was, yeah, It's it was sad. It, you know, and look, I, there were good times with, with the Miami Dolphins. There were, I, like, a lot of those one-score wins came from the Miami Dolphins. Like, there was one good year where with Tannehill, it, it looked like it could be something. Um, but yeah not only that that's on the field and then you talk about how he couldn't handle a locker room he certainly couldn't handle the the, uh, media that I think was the dumbest part of of the entire hire for the Jets was looking at a guy who didn't handle the media particularly well in Miami didn't handle the locker room particularly well in Miami and then put him in front of the biggest media in in the NFL that was the thing
1: is like he didn't even have a bright spot of his coaching other than so what was supposed to be the X's and O's I eventually outgrew his scheme in the way that he wanted to run everything, it just didn't line up for me in my head. Yeah, and to think that he didn't have the good player relations, he didn't have the good media relations. It was just like this thing is a ticking time bomb that's going to set the Jets back overall a lot, and yeah. it did.
0: No, I, I, couldn't. I think
1: Robert Sala. I've already seen Robert Sala getting out there with his own team running bleachers. I think that's a good look. Yeah. I think, I think that's how you earn the respect of your players. For I don't sure. know it. I, 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 can't think of it from an NFL lens. I, I can only look at it from a college and high school lens because that was the stuff that I would do, but. Knowing if I were to have my coach out there enduring the same type of stuff that I had to do, mm-hmm. I would I would respect the man for that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I absolutely agree. I know it's a different agree. mentality when you get paid millions. Cer- certainly, certainly agree. And I, and I don't know if it is like, does it ever really change? I, I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't know. Maybe it does, but yeah, I certainly, I absolutely agree with you. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Solid does seem like, from first impressions at least, like he's got the stuff, and, and I'm certainly very excited about it. Um, yeah, overall, like you mentioned, oh, overpaying certain positions, wide receiver I would say is one of those. Uh, they're spending the third most of the wide receiver position of any team in the NFL. That's a lot. And, and that, that's a lot for what they have. You look at, you know, not only just that's a lot. I don't but think they have
1: a top 30 wide receiver in the league. Yeah, they got
0: Corey Davis, which is a great number two. They have, uh, the, you know they obviously Jameson. have Jamison Crowder, who's a great slot slash number two. Uh, they they draft Elijah Moore, who I would have said is going to be a great slot slash number two. Like, I yeah. don't feel like you have a number one. Let's not which throw is away okay.
1: things on Mims yet.
0: No, oh, yeah, Denzel Menz really has like Denzel the potential Mims. to be that guy. Denzel Menz at least has the potential to be your true number one big body type of guy, the receiver, um, you know, who can do it all because he does have speed and athleticism too, but yeah. he's a bigger body, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, and, well, I mean, I guess Corey Davis does too, but Corey Davis has just been a number two Corey his entire Davis, career. a lot of and this
1: production with that, though, is coming off of
0: this last year. Yeah, exactly. He just exactly. showed up at
1: the right season.
0: Yeah, right I feel time. that's what, kind of what it feels like. I I, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, so, so oh, I'm in the wrong one. Um, yeah, so, so. Moving on here, looking you gotta at talk
1: about Wilson, bro. It's time. Yeah, I was. I was Go actually. Ahead. That's yeah. where I was. I was
0: leaning into it. It's Zach Wilson, guy. man. Uh, look, I, I will say, I did a live stream uh, yesterday just talking about the news and notes around the NFL, and then I also mentioned I want to talk about the first round of the playoffs or the preseason, excuse me, and looked at all the quarterbacks, watched every snap from all of the rookie quarterbacks, and the guy who I felt ball popped out of his hands better than anybody else was Zach Wilson. I, I, I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's a superstar. I really do. I, I feel, I felt really good about it pre-draft. I, I thought it was, you know, I, I said it from the beginning. It was a huge drop off in my head from Zach Wilson to everybody else in that draft. I, I really believed that. And I, and I stand by it. And I think you're one. We're gonna see that. I, I really do. I think you're gonna see Justin Fields uh, flash a lot, and I think it'll be really good. Yeah. Well, huh? You hung with Fields in that conversation. I, did. I didn't, and I and I think I think we're gonna see him flash, but I think we're gonna see him struggle. I think we're gonna see Lance flash when he gets on the field, but I think we'll see him struggle too. Zach Wilson is the guy. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the year we're talking. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the year we're talking about Zach Wilson being the far and the way best rookie quarterback from year you know year one. And yeah, I, I know we'll learn playing too but I do think the Jets also have a little bit better infrastructure right now uh, just looking at uh, you know I, I would I would honestly say better offensive line even though they're not paying this offense line nearly as much I would say weapons really good yeah I, I've I certainly an argument to be made one way or the other but I think Zach Wilson's in a really good spot and and I'm just really excited about him I really am
1: can you guess off the top of your head how Bavada has it listed on Offensive Rookie of the Year, though? Quarterbacks only.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is far and away the favorite. He is. Uh, yeah. But
1: who would be second?
0: Uh, I've, I guess it's not Zach Wilson based on what, the way you're wording this. But I
1: guess based off of that, it's the guy who isn't even a starter yet. It's Justin Fields.
0: Justin Fields. Well, it he's gonna start, right? He's gonna start. Zach I'm gonna Wilson look it up is at right plus eight hundred. Yeah, that's, that.
1: that's wild to me to have uh, Fields in second place off of that. I, I'm a big believer in Fields. I want my name attached to him. That's why mm-hmm. I stayed next to him throughout this entire process. But when it came to that as a whole, yeah, I mean, to to have a guy like Fields above a Zach Wilson who was a number two pick and whatnot, it just makes me wonder kind of what's trending down – or which it, it is, we are way overacting to a week one preseason where we saw Fields come in there and run the offense and manage the offense.
0: Against against my Dolphins twos and threes, by yes, the way. And yes. honestly, like really more threes and fours. Like the twos, like it was not like he was playing against top end, down, which I'm not trying to take anything away from. There Arkansas we go. Rookie, I was yeah. right on the odds. Yeah, you were dead on. Well, I said 550
1: and 800. It's, it's 500 and 850.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Trevor Lawrence is at plus. Wow, he... That's cr- yeah. That's and, and wild. Trey,
1: Trey Lance is ahead of Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, I think that's wrong. I really do. I, do too. Hare, he, Zach I think Zach Wilson is tied. a good bet right there. Yeah, Z- yeah. Zach Wilson's a great bet right there. I would. I would have put him right next to Trevor Lawrence. I really would. Because he's
1: he's already the starter as yeah. of now. Jimmy G and Trey Lance are yeah, fighting. Yeah, they're not for fucking around. And also, Justin Fields. What?
0: Also, I, I will say, that, and I they don't give this much credence, but. <laughs> there were two quarterbacks that, that, or excuse me, two rookie, true rookie quarterbacks that went out and didn't have any scripted plays in the preseason. You know what I mean by scripted play? Yeah. You can tell when, it when if there's any kind of play that, that like, series that looks really, really smooth and, and doesn't look super vanilla, it's probably a scripted play for your rookie. You, to really, build confidence. you really only do it for rookies, right? Because you're trying to get those big plays, and people don't talk about it a lot, but like that Trey Lance 80-yard touchdown, you never see that in the preseason. You would you you would never see it now. Look, he still made a great throw. Like you yeah. shouldn't take that anything away from what Trey Lance did. Like he's gonna be in that scheme. He's Same gonna get those the Justin type of plays. Fields
1: Jesse James exactly. delayed exactly. tight end
0: drag. Exactly. On, I mean, you don't get those. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that in preseason. Right. You, say,
1: you save that for week eight. Zach Wilson,
0: season. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones were the only two quarterbacks that didn't see any of it. They just ran their they ran their vanilla offense. They went out there did the thing, and, and I think part of that has to be the confidence in the coaching staff. At least not so much for Mac Jones because he's. On the Patriots and Patriots just don't do that ever. But for Zach Wilson, I would think you know rookie coaching staff would not have ever surprised me at all if they would have done something like that, and uh, and they didn't because I think they've seen enough and it's been rave reviews out of camp. Everything's been super positive, which it is this time of year. I get it. I, I'm super excited for him. I think it's going to be special. I am so sad as a Dolphins fan that I have to play Zach Wilson and Josh Allen twice in a year. I think I think it might be worse than just playing Tom Brady twice or <laughs> having to play four would, great quarterbacks. Instead it would of pain two.
1: me to know that you have and I guess I am getting a little dosage because of how much I like Justin Fields. Yeah. And knowing that the Bears have that coming at me for the next however long it is. Yeah, like five a, years. Assume, yeah. Assuming that it is as good as what it could be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for you to have a, have to look at a Josh well, Allen. Yeah, and Josh it, Allen we know about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean it's all it's all kind of up in the air, but it is Yeah, it,
0: it's, it's special. And let's just we're talking about Zach Wilson. Let's talk about the rest of their draft class because that's uh that's certainly important to talk about. Uh we, we mentioned Elijah Vera Tucker up to go get him uh, I think the Vikings probably regretting that move right now because uh, their tackle they ended up getting in that trade uh, is still off. is still struggling and yeah that's not it's not looking good but uh, they went up and got a guard they needed a guard they got the top guard in the class or at least in their eyes uh, then in the second round top of the second round Elijah Moore who I was so high on he was one of the ultimate surprises for me because I really hadn't heard a lot about him when I started watching him and boy did he blow me away I, I think he's a superstar and like you mentioned, we're getting so much positive reinforcement out of Elijah Moore. I think the Elijah Moore Zach Wilson uh, combination is going to be dangerous for a lot of years. Yeah, uh, Michael Carter, I think could be a starter this year. I really do. I'm not. I'm, I'm not high on Michael P Ryan. Michael Carter does seem like he would fit that offense. Why are you worried about it?
1: So it's it's a week one preseason overreaction, mm-hmm. as we all have. But he, I think he got like nine carries on eight yards. Okay. You what what, what was the it was and he he was the second running back to go into the game too. okay and that was without and he was the second running back to go into the game without Tevin Coleman even dressing yeah it was just it was just kind of worrisome i guess in a way to see that
0: i think this time of year guys like that you're going to have to no earn if, it.
1: And, and of course he has to earn it he's got to get his stripes got to get battle ready
0: he's a guy you draft in like and, the 8th or ninth exactly. round hoping he's not right. a guy you get in I, the fourth i've seen
1: so many people Saying eighth or ninth with the chance for the RB one upside, so let's pull him in the fifth because I know how valuable running backs are. Yeah, I can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, absolutely agree. Should.
1: I think there's a reason why it's such a sexy pick in the eighth or the ninth because of what you could get. You could get a guy that is worth that fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, but taking him in the fourth or fifth round, you're already cementing what his value should be, and mm-hmm. I can only see. I guess only underwhelming goes performance. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Yeah, yeah
0: no, I, I I get that a whole lot. Um, beyond that, I don't have a whole lot to say about the rest of their draft class. Uh, good draft class overall. I think they they got a lot of pieces here. Yeah. I don't have anything. Do you want to mention anybody else on this? I know you're going to mention no, your Auburn safety. No, uh,
1: Jamie and Sherwood was a guy that I didn't think would get drafted.
0: Yeah, and well, Hassan, you. Hassan I can't spell I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, Florida State safety is a guy I didn't even know about. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew about Jamie and Sherwood, uh,
1: and he, he kind of just had an underwhelming last season, and I didn't think he was going to get drafted. He did based off his physical traits, which, I mean, go figure, that's what got Ibn yeah. the nod in the first round in the first place. We have a lot of physical fast guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you go, you look from fifth from their fifth round, at 146 to their sixth round at two uh, at 200 on the dot. All DBs. I think I, I think that's the biggest fear I have for this team. It, it speaks to the biggest fear. they their corner. There's no blue chip. There's no blue chip player on that cornerback uh, room. There's really no blue chip player at the safety room other than Marcus May. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm nervous. I'm very very worried about uh, about these DBs. I'm I'm very very worried about their pass defense. And with the way they like to play defense, it might not matter. But you know, you really don't also see the front seven as a as a unit that like. Just is 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 going to dominate and help out these DBs that much. This is still very much a work in progress team. That if they're going to win games, they're probably going to have to put up thirty points, right? Yeah, like I think that's that's sure. where we're at. Their defense does not seem like a, a unit that is ready to really take that next step yet. But hey, that's a, it's a process. It's a rebuild mode. You're you're in year one. Feels like their offense is good, and now it's just you know add value to that defense every for the next two years until it gets to the point where you like it. Yeah yeah fair enough uh, Quentin Williams though you know after I shit on her, Quentin Williams is ranked fourth in uh, in pass rush win rate and first in uh, a run stop he win rate he, he crushed he it really this did. past year he really did he absolutely crushed it a guy who had a very very slow rookie season another example of hey let's not just completely write these rookies off after one year even if they're in the top five and they're so, supposed to be superstars give them a year give them, give them time to adjust to the game especially if you're on a bad team like come on take some time uh, yeah I certainly think that's a, a fair point Uh, Uh, where else do we need to go with this? I'm sure we have something else to say here about the Jets. Um, I don't have anything. Do you have anything? I'm good on the Jets. You're good on the Jets? All right. Uh, Yeah, okay. Let's move on to the... Da, 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 Patriots. Last team. Give me your raw reactions on the uh, New England Patriots.
1: Uh, so I was a little too far down looking at this team going into the predictions early on, you know, and I want to be high on them because I want to assume that Cam Newton stepped into a spot last year very, very late into the year and one of the most complicated offenses that you can say that it is. I think he got a very just unfair shake looking at all of it and then to see his name kind of get drugged like he did yes there were times where he tried to do too much yes there were times where it looked like the arm was struggling yes there was a lot of ways that I doubted Cam Newton in its entirety but I just think that going forward they spent the most money which was the exact opposite of what the Patriots ever do so Bill Belichick is putting a lot of eggs in the basket this year and I I don't know what it is but I feel like he's trying to prep a little mini run here to get better product on the field and I would say based off of what they had last year was a bottom 25 roster. Dare I say it could be worse than that? When you look at name base alone, it was bad, bad. I'm I can't even tell you all I the opt outs that they I, had on defense. I,
0: I really believe this, and and you know you can tell me I'm crazy. Yeah, I really believe if you compare the roster apples to apples to the Jets and the Jags roster last year, you're Thank gonna you. you know take and away the, the coach, take away the take away the the uh, logo, all of that. Compare roster to roster. I feel like you're, you're going to have a tough time telling me which roster is better. I really I think it's I think it was that bad when you go from receiver core, wide receiver, offensive line, yeah, quarterback, you know, you don't know what you have in Cam Newton. Go to the defense, take away Stefan Gilmore, and the the front seven was decimated. You you had I mean, really Chase Winovich was your was your biggest producer on defense. It was bad. And in the grand
1: scheme of things, seriously, what is that? You know, yeah, the, of course. That's why I'm saying it, it goes to show how good Bill Belichick is. For the product that they put on the field last year, people were just like, Oh, Cam Newton's supposed to just will these guys have victory yeah. where it, it, I, I shit on that wide receiver room so many times because those guys are guys that get cut in preseason on other teams
0: yeah the four touchdowns all year from the wide receiver core wide receiver core wasn't good, good. god yeah, bad uh, is absolutely awful and then not to mention eight opt-outs you found out what th- maybe three or four weeks before the season you had eight eight opt-outs I believe five of them were supposed to be starters um, actually might have been more uh, you you had a free agency where you couldn't spend a lot of money you're still paying for for the Tom it Brady duck year it, was a, it was a lame duck year year. I would argue, and I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I thought I was going to be bold. Seven wins was absolutely miraculous, yeah. and 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 the fact that the the fact that uh, Bill Belichick was not at the at least in the top two of of coach of the year conversation is ridiculous because he willed his team to a a competitive a competitive product on the field. Week in and week out, he had multiple games where it was lost to a fumble by Cam Newton in the name final games.
1: Two games, Cam did that. That's a nine win year. Nine
0: win year with an absolutely awful roster. And look, I, I get it. Everyone, every Brady uh, Brady lover who's who said for the past ten years it's Brady, not Belichick. You know, they they clapped their hands and said, "Okay, that proves it." And maybe it does because Brady is Brady and he's awesome. But I think, man, I, I think it's fair to say they both helped each other all, all those years yeah. and Belichick is no slouch by any means. He was not carried by Tom Brady. I, I will certainly say that. Let's talk about what they spent over the last, you know, just to put in perspective of how they've spent in free agency versus what they did in the 2021 free agency in the past 10 years of free agency they've spent a little over well a little under 360 million dollars in 10 years in 2 days the first 2 days of free agency they spent 227.5 million dollars
1: yeah think about that they flipped the absolute script 10 think years to 2 days
0: think about how fucking close those numbers are you're a little under a little over 100 and 130 million dollar difference between 2 days and 10 years Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous Brought back some big guys, uh, big names uh, You 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 revamped your Defensive line depth You revamped your, your uh, tight end core Which is obviously kind of the crux of what Bill Belichick has done for years I mean, you know, going back to, to 2000, 2001, there's always Been at least somebody at a tight end position That they've attacked, well in 2020 What did they do? They, they drafted two Tight ends in the third round, didn't work Out the way I think that he hoped, what do you do this Year? He signed two tight ends in the first Day of uh, of the uh, tampering period, and and got Johnu Smith, got Hunter Henry, and and where are they doing right now? They're both hurt right now.
1: I know, Uh, isn't that crazy? It it, it sucks. Bill Belichick can't catch a
0: break right now, man. It's crazy. And honestly,
1: it goes back to Cam Newton right there too. Who I I think before we get into all this other stuff, because one of the biggest things that they did was the Mac Jones, yeah, uh, and uh, you know there's there's a battle going on from what I'm hearing, yeah. There's a look right now. I think Mac Jones is trending.
0: You couldn't show me a quarterback that looked more po- poised week one of the preseason. Looked like he'd been there. Mac Jones looked. Crazy. I mean, it, it's it's crazy because of how dorky he seems. Like I just get that sense that he's a, a dorky guy. He seems dorky. But but I mean he he has the poise and the leadership that like I mean uh, from everything I've heard they've never seen a rookie quarterback come in and grasp the offense as well and and take over you know take yeah. over the just like the leadership role the way he has and you know part of that is the fact you don't have Tom Brady in front of you so like a lot of these beat writers they've been. you know, they probably haven't been there for 20 years. Like, I mean, they've only ever seen Tom Brady, and they only ever seen rookies come in under Tom Brady. So, like, take that for what it is. But certainly certainly a fair point to bring up. I, I do want to just quickly go back to free agency here and talk about, uh, you know, all the guys that they got, because I mentioned a handful of them, but I want to put this graphic up here with uh, with Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. What do you think about those two, two later guys uh, that they didn't spend as much on?
1: No, I mean, being able to get the budget ballers in there like that, Nelson Aguilar did have... He was know, a little bit overpaid, $22 million, he, He's you know, he's for two years but eh. for what he was supposed to be in Philly, he was never. What he was supposed to do in Las Vegas, which was nothing, was something. Yeah. And I, listen, I think he's automatically an upgrade from anyone they had on the roster.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's Kendrick the, that's, might the sad be part.
1: that's what I'm saying. That's the sad part because those names are still borderline wide receiver two three ish on most other teams. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, but it's certainly a, a step in the right direction. Really revamped that uh, that defensive line with not only that but the uh, draft in the second round, which we'll talk about. In digging, just a second. I'm digging
1: Judon. I'm digging Van Noy. I'm. Digging and Godshaw, yeah, those those moves are really what helps a Bill Belichick defense help this young Be multiple
0: offense. do do a lot of different things. Yes. They they I mentioned it already with the Dolphins, that's what they like to do. They like to do a lot of different things on the uh, on the defensive line. They're not maybe as cute as the Dolphins are sometimes with with what they're trying to do, but they they do a lot of different things and they want guys that that can perform in in all of those uh, all of those realms. I guess I would say. Uh, but that let, let's move on to their draft because I mean they obviously we already talked talked about Mac Jones and what's going on there. Do you, you, we'll kind of uh, circle back to that just for a second because you were talking about how it's a battle. It's not a battle week one. Do we agree on that? I don't think it's a battle week one.
1: I don't want it to be a battle week one, but some of the things that I'm hearing, like they asked Cam about the battle, and Cam's shown nothing but class and respect. Like, yeah, well,
0: that's know, his job. He's no, a veteran he, he, who, he, Yeah. You know,
1: he's done good with that by saying that Mac's just a perfectionist, and then he's been, mm-hmm. he, you know, complimenting him, saying that he's doing really good going forward. Um, but, I mean, you know, Cam, yeah, Cam's gonna take the first snap. I think it's Cam's job to lose right now because I also think that you have you need to protect Mac Jones going forward. And if you were to put Mac Jones, if you were to put anyone out there with the product that they had last year, you can't expect good things. Yeah. So and
0: Cam Newton, I do think deserves a shot. I think you know, obviously, that, long term, yeah. Mac Jones fits the style that they want to do long term. I think if he, you know, the the biggest thing about him coming out was he was a processor. And where do you go? You go to the most complicated defense, or excuse me, the most complicated offense, and process literally quickly go to the machine. Yeah, of quick release, offenses, like yeah. his old thing, quick release ability to make decisions very quick. He's good in the pocket, all those things, but he's obviously not mobile at all. And you know that you know limited experience too, I think is a fair point to to bring up. Do you do you want to sit him when you know? Okay, obviously, yeah, won the national championship last year has that was awesome, but he's played what one more game than than Trey Lance. That doesn't yep. get talked about a lot, but like he hasn't played much more than Trey Lance did in college, and Trey Lance got dinged left and right for for inexperience.
1: Well, Mac, no, I mean Mac, Mac got that full full season in there with with Bama, though. I mean, yeah, you know, I, he did. I, I would say Mac, Mac's more experienced when it comes to that overall. He is,
0: and, and it's a uh, but, high, higher level of competition. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it was. I mean, having. To step in and fill the shoes at Bama, but you know I remember whenever um, Tua got hurt and Mac stepped in, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it's just the uh, the, backup, just the backup, the backup, yeah. Backup Nobody thought he was anything. At and then, and
0: look and at, honestly, look, I remember the Tua year when I I got shit from everybody because I wasn't as high on Tua as everybody else was, and one another one of my arguments was like, look, Mac Jones did the same thing. Mac Jones looked good in, in that role. He didn't look yeah, better, and, and Mac he didn't Jones look better than Tua yeah. since yeah. Jalen Hurts exactly. Era. And yeah. and and then come to find out, oh well, Mac Jones is the first round quarterback too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, but uh, I think it's pretty much the problem. Is
1: you can just look at Bama and be like, yeah, "I think they're first just
0: round sh- position everywhere." Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so they would. They get the number one quarterback or number two quarterback. It's just what they do. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Uh, but Christian Barmore, a guy who went exactly where I thought he should go. I got a lot of. Sh- this is one of those guys that like it's it feels good because some as I, people
1: were very bullish on him some people were Same very top bullish 15 S-
0: some people shit on me and my YouTube channel uh, when I said that Christian Barmore was a late first early second type of guy where did he go 38 overall uh, and I said top 40 I specifically said I think he's top 40 I don't think he's a for sure first round guy and that's I mean I couldn't have hit the nail on the head any better with that it made me feel good uh, especially when I was getting shit on in the comments yeah. Um, but yeah explosive quick uh, physical a lot of things uh, Patriots again uh, Again, you talk about uh, you know what they don't normally do. They don't normally trade up in drafts. They trade down all day long. They don't normally trade up, and when they do trade up, they don't normally give up uh, two fourth-round picks to move up seven spots, eight spots in the, in the second round. Like That was certainly surprising just looking at the trade breakdown. Again, try not to talk about trade breakdowns too much at this point in the season, but uh, this is a guy they really liked and really, really wanted, I had to, obviously, to go up and spend that much assets to go get him.
1: Well, they're betting on the physical raw talent, and that's yeah. where, if you're going to go to a guy like Bill Belichick, if he recognizes that you're physical and raw, but he knows that he can refine, yeah. he he is the guy who can do that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, anywhere else you want to go with this, uh, just looking at, th- at this no. overall with their, their the draft. Roster? The
1: draft didn't kill me uh, overall. I would look at a guy like Ramondre Stevenson and saw the type killed of game that he had. First game, he yeah. killed it. He did it against the backups, as he should, but... Listen, you can't knock a guy for doing what you should do out there, anyways. Yeah. that means that I think that he has a role that can be carved out for him. in this, yeah. in this I think it's At some point,
0: I, I literally I compared him to Garrett Blunt in my draft profile on him. He gets drafted by the same team that that made Lagarre Blunt what he was. Uh, yeah, I think that's what he's going to be. I think he's going to be a a, a a goal line monster. I think he might be even a little bit quicker. Maybe maybe he, not he coming is. out, but at least certainly from you know the back end. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson showed a lot that he was able to to pull off that big run because I didn't I don't really knew that I knew he was that quite that fast. It was um, athletic. Yeah, it was, yeah, showed some athleticism. Problem is from a fantasy standpoint, just the Patriots are never consistent with the running backs. I'm
1: glad you said that because I was Harris. about to ask you buy or sell on Damian Harris.
0: Yeah, Harris, I'm I'm Sixth selling round. on all of them, man. Yeah, no, I'm not drafting in the six. I'm not drafting a Patriots running back in the top ten. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm not. I, I can't. There's just no There's no value. There's no consistency. Go back three
1: seasons and Rex Burkhead was the leader on the Patriots yeah.
0: when it comes listen, to listen, I, I feel about them the same way I feel about the 49ers. Don't get the first rounder, get the third rounder, or excuse me, the third stringer, because he's gonna get yeah. he's gonna have a game.
1: Don't take Raheem Mostert, take Jamichael Hasty, exactly. or take Trey Sermon late.
0: yeah, or, yeah, or don't get take, don't Ramondre Darum, Stevenson don't, in the 12th, whatever take, yeah, he's at, Ramon you know? Trey. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's that's the move. Um anywhere, yeah, so that's good. We're good there. Did we go through everything? Yeah. Did we get through it? Um I have a couple stats I want to throw you, out there. Did you
1: put up our uh, overall prediction on the Patriots and stuff? Uh, let's, put, yeah, let's, let's put it I
0: think it's I think it's gonna be on I there. I don't know if we specifically talked about it. Eight. About it, Uh yeah. If I'm on Bavada, or I'm, actually, I'm, I'm probably, actually nine and eight too. Yeah, yeah. You're nine and eight. I'm. I, if I'm on Yeah. If I'm on there, I'm probably taking the over, but I, I'm probably not betting on that. I wouldn't be able to nine. And nine a good line. I feel like.
1: Do you feel more confident looking at this year alone? At a Cam Newton led Patriots or a Mac Jones led Patriots? Oh,
0: Cam Newton. I feel like, yeah, okay. yeah. For for yeah. year one, you know, Mac Jones looks. It, it's interesting. I'd like to see him. I and again, you know, I'm I'm big on seeing these guys that didn't play a lot in college get some reps early on. But it does feel like the two guys that got the least amount of reps in college go to teams that feel like they're you know they're kind of set and want want them to be backups first. You know, and and, and Trey Lance with the 49ers probably going to be a backup first, safe. and Mac Jones going to be a backup first. Yeah, I do. It, it's it, the thing that bugs me is okay. Are we gonna are we gonna do Mac Jones watch when Cam Newton inevitably fumbles in Game Six? That's one of the bigger things like, because
1: you know the type of plays that Cam does have and what he's yeah. capable of. But then you also know the burden that he bears whenever the mess ups happen. And how, where is that gonna happen? It, the Absolutely. week three, the week three time where Cam Newton throws <laughs> for hundred thirty eight yards. Yeah, because. It just happens. You know, yeah. It happened a lot last year. There mm-hmm. was also week three, through for four hundred against Seattle. There was yeah. good. There was really, good. really bad though. Yeah, absolutely. When that really, really bad ends
0: and it's not do do? helped by the fact that they in the three of their first four games they do play top 6 defenses and uh, the dolphins fun. saints and bucks top, top 6 pass oh, defenses God. especially right so so like the passing yards I'm gonna go bet on the Bavada, Bavada under
1: for a <laughs> <in> passing yards <laughs>
0: Exactly man yeah I, I i agree especially early on yeah cuz that's that's not going to be pretty cuz they, they'll then, probably give
1: them a little leniency more there than they would
0: Man yeah you're right down go to the passing yards there because it's like you have the you have the opportunity that Cam Newton. I mean, no offense to Cam Newton or anybody else. You never root for this, but he he is fairly injury prone at this point in his career. Uh, back looks like a bad start of the season, and Mac Jones is going to be breathing down his neck. Those are three good reasons to take the under on passing yards. I, I absolutely yeah. agree with that, man. Um, that's all I have. I, I don't have anywhere else. Actually, I did want to throw out a couple stats, but I might be too late. Um, yeah, there's nothing really. No, yeah, there's nothing I really need to throw out there. I think it's I got okay. everything. Uh, Use dime on 47 percent of their defensive snaps. Other than that, you know, nothing, nothing major there. Nothing breaking the bank. I think that's it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, let us know what you thought in the comments. Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Really, really helps us out, and we do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, gearing up for football season, man. We are so excited. Uh, let us know, like, what what's the content that you're ex- you're most excited for, right? prop bets is something that I'm really into how how much fantasy content do you really want from us do you care uh, like like we're we're here to please we we love talking football but guys we could talk for for three hours about just about any subject it feels yeah. like so so let us know what you you want and what you're thinking uh, thank you so much for watching uh, peace out 7.